We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you getting married this year, next year, or maybe in 2025? Check out The Legacy on Possum Run. You can do that at thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Three beautifully unique locations, 20,000 square feet, affordable, and a staff of experts with over 500 weddings under their belt. Check out thelegacyonpossumrun.com. That's thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Hooley on 98.9. FM, the answer. It's open line Friday. The phone lines are lit up. And uh, before we go to the next uh, call here, I wanted to note State Representative Beth Lear wanted everyone to know that uh, you can support the two bills that we just discussed in that first segment and do so by calling area code 614-466-1431, 614-466-1431. And I'm sure that you can uh, sign up to give a public or written testimony in support of those pieces of legislation. Right now, let's go to the legacy on possum run.com phone line. We have Mark in Columbus. Mark, welcome to the Bruce Woolley show. How are you this morning? Uh, fine. Uh, Jack, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. Okay. So <clears throat> there are a lot of theories on how legislation gets passed. Uh-huh. I have my own theory, which I put in the form of a poem. It's about three and a half minutes long, a rhyming poem. Okay. Would it be okay if I read it? Let's roll, man. Let's, yeah, it's Open Line Friday. Let's hear it. <clears throat> okay. So and it's called How a Bill Can Succeed on the Hill. And you can, it's been published. You can actually read along if you, if you Google the title, How a Bill Can Succeed on the Hill, and, and, and put it in quotation marks. A couple things to mention about <clears throat> the, the terminology. There's two things. Uh, first, there's an acronym, CR, which, of course, is Continuing Resolution. And the other is a reference to Gravina Island. That was back in about 10 years ago. There was a proposed appropriation, federal appropriation, to build a bridge in Alaska out to a little tiny island. And it was referred to as the Bridge to Nowhere. <clears throat> and that little island was called Gravina Island. Got it. Okay. So the poem, uh, yeah, so it has uh, 56 lines, 28 rhyming couplets. Each line has a triple internal rhyme, and the meter is anapestic meter. So here we go. Excuse me. How a bill can succeed on the hill. It is rare that a bill can succeed on the hill based on only the skill of a hobbyist. If you suffer the lack of a plan of attack, what you need is the knack of a lobbyist. Since their fee must be paid and expenses defrayed, I'll dispense with all shades and pretenses. You'll need cash and a lot, or you'll be a have-not, peeking meekly through wrought iron fences. Making law often can be more tortuous than winding streets in old Tangier's Morocco. 
but with cash you'll be in. They will greet you with grins, wide and warm as the winds of Scirocco. Is the nation a mess? Are the flyovers restive? If so, then success may be tasted. Be strategic and clever. Use angst as a lever. A crisis should never be wasted. If there's no pressing need, then you must sow the seed with a chant loud, repeated, and rhythmic. Pass this bill, or we'll see locusts, storms, and debris, plus a plague that will be cataclysmic. If a shutdown is looming, it's safe to assume there'll be fear and some room then to wrangle. Put your bill on the block. They're unlikely to squawk since they won't let democracy dangle. Here's the smart power play. Tuck your slim bill away in a CR with pages aplenty. You evade and elude like the deep staters do. It's the trick of the true cognoscenti. Give them minutes to read the bill. Vote at full speed. Let the push to proceed be incessant. When you press, just expect that a few will object with the rest circumspect and quiescent. Swapping votes is an act both pragmatic and practical. It's just a pact, yours for mine. It reduces the prattle. A vote cast for cattle will earn tit for tat, one for swine. If things stall, then supply them with pork barrel pie, like that bridge to the island Gravina. Spreading pork all around gets things done in this town with no risk of a downstream subpoena. Court the press and be bold. Full court press is your goal. Then your bill will get sold to the masses. It takes charm and some luck. Be a mensch, not a schmuck or your bill will be stuck in molasses. If your foes face election, your goal is eject them. With ads that connect, you can beat them. Make the strike as intense as the fierce pet offensive. You might just upend and defeat them. If you choose to apply this assistance, then I say it's likely you'll triumph with splendor. If you don't, you won't win. You will grimace, chagrined, saying, I could have been a contender. Yes, the goalposts are wider if you're an insider, a point you may try to ignore. But it's they you will see who will grace the marquee, and so shall it be evermore. Mark, that was super fantastic. Thank you. And uh, my takeaway from there about, you know, in addition to learning about the bridge to nowhere uh, that he named, a crisis should never be wasted. I think we just came through a time where we learned that lesson soundly. Uh, I see that we have Josh Brown on the line. I believe Josh Brown is a, uh, let's see, Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee member and attorney. Josh, are you with us? Sure. Hey, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. What's going on this morning? Yeah, thank you. Um, 
wanted to um, just chime in on something you and I have talked about uh, recently and um, uh, sort of talk about a problem that we have in our state, uh, especially with public records and the lack of accountability. So uh, I know that you and many of your listeners are very interested in a man named Joe Blystone. And for, by the way, Joe Blystone is former uh, uh, former candidate for for governor. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and there's a lot of stories about him, and um, I represented him with the uh, elections commission, and uh, we settled that case. Now, during the process, Mr. Blystone felt that perhaps he was treated unfairly, and he did a public records request uh, to the Ohio Secretary of State, and. It was a very uh, normal, like template form type of a public records request. The courts have told us that when we do a public records request, they want us to do something like give them a keyword that they can use to easily find what we're requesting. So that's exactly what we did. Hey, Josh, real quick, um, looking at the clock here, we've got about a minute. I want you to stick on the other side of this break uh, because this is important, but keep going. So um, <clears throat> the point of the story is that the, the lawyers, and I don't want to go after Mr. LaRose personally. I don't think he's involved with this. And uh, for full disclosure, I've uh, endorsed Bernie Moreno, but it's completely irrelevant to this. And Bernie Moreno is running for U.S. Senate against Frank LaRose and against yeah. uh, Matt Dolan. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, But that's irrelevant to this. I just want to disclose it in, in uh, honesty. But um, – the, the request was to put into the search bar of their email the word Blystone and give us a copy of any emails that come through that search. Okay, uh, Josh, stay, stay with us. Um, we've got a break coming up. So far, we've heard that uh, Joe Blystone's attorney has requested records from the Secretary of State. We're going to hear about the rest of that story after this break on 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, we are joined on the LegacyOnPossumRun.com phone line by Josh Brown. Josh Brown is an attorney who has representative, uh, represented former gubernatorial candidate Joe Blystone before the Ohio Elections Commission. Uh, the Ohio Elections Commission settled the case with Mr. Blystone. Mr. Blystone paid a pretty stiff penalty or was uh, re- required to. Uh, since that time, they have requested records, and uh, Attorney Brown was explaining that he requested records on behalf of Mr. Blystone, or at least Mr. Blystone requested records. And uh, I think we were slouching toward uh, those records probably have not been provided. Uh, go ahead, Attorney Brown. Uh, we'd like to hear yeah, the, the rest of the exactly story. exactly right. And, uh, and I think that the, uh, the point of the story is the request was do a keyword search in the secretaries of state's email and – for the word Blystone, and gives a copy of any email that comes up. The Secretary's lawyers have said on the record that that would be so voluminous that they can't produce it. Hmm. So apparently uh, the Secretary of State is putting the word Blystone in so many emails that it amounts to hundreds of thousands of emails that can't be produced because they're too voluminous. 
Interesting. So what's it just speaks to the problem we have with public records right now. <laughs> there's, there's no accountability at all, you know, and you can make these, these absurd assertions like that. And, uh, we, we, I think that the recent changes in public records law did a lot of good, but, um, they need to address the accountability side desperately. Yeah. And I think that the change was that it took away some of the stiff, uh, fines. Uh, and the idea behind that was, you know, these little, uh, Little government organizations or, you know, yeah. communities uh, w- would be uh, levied with with big fines and not not for nefarious mm-hmm. reasons, but maybe not keeping records correctly or not being able to access them fast enough. Um, but, hey, as someone in the press, I can tell you that I've received the good old. Uh, well, that 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 request is overly broad or ambiguous. And, uh, you know, they kind of slow roll yet. My belief, I could be wrong, is that sometimes they try to stall so much that either the timeliness of the issue passes or you forget about it or you get worn out doing it. Um, well, please let us know how that ends. Um, and was there something else I think you hinted that you may have wanted to uh, address as well additionally? Yeah, there's a, there is a um, very important case of the House Supreme Court that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. And the, one of the there's a group of clients, but the leader of that is on the line as well. Is that Her Devin Palmer? Is, yeah, Devin okay. Palmer. Okay, I see the name on the screen. Devin, welcome Mountain. welcome to uh, the Bruce Willis Show. How are you this morning? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for putting me through. Hey, you're welcome. So uh, we've got about, let's see, it's uh, about six minutes. So uh, what's going on? I've heard a little bit of uh, the lawsuit in, in Bell Fountain. Uh, I believe it has uh, something to do with uh, a cabaret-style establishment there. What can you tell us? Okay. Josh, can I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, what we're trying to do is amend a current ordinance that's already in place. Uh, Bell Fountain City, our current municipal ordinances prohibit an adult entertainment business from operating in our downtown historical district. Now, despite that, um, a local olive tree gay bar is operating from the downtown historical district as such. Um, he is profiting regularly for featured entertainment, select- sexually uh, charged, um, lewd and salacious choreography, um, and performances by drag artists. So from our perspective, if a biological woman, woman were to be performing these exact same performances, she would be deemed a stripper, and those operations would cease from being conducted in the downtown historical district. But so, because this um, is a, 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 a gender a transition or exactly, drag exactly. issue, there's, uh, there, that's the loophole through which they're allowing this to, to continue. Exactly. Okay. Because they're men who identify as women. They are basically being held to a different standard. Interesting. Um, okay, so are you currently challenging the ordinance, amending the ordinance? Uh, where does it stand? Well, I'll chime in on that one since that's more about the legal process. So they actually got their uh, initiative petitions submitted to the city, which approved them, the county, Board of Elections, which approved them. Then there was a protest from a Democrat who is uh, running for mayor of Bell Fountain, and he submitted what's called a protest, which is a formal procedure to challenge whether it could be on the ballot or not. We won at the uh, Board of Elections level, and thank you to uh, Frank LaRose, who, who cast the tie-breaking vote on that in our favor. And now it's at the Ohio Supreme Court. 
and the court will be taking briefs uh, this week and uh, where there may be arguments uh, coming up soon. So that's the status of that. So um, let's see. We've got about two and a half minutes here. So at uh, at contest here is this idea of can this establishment be shut down? Should it uh, be allowed to continue to operate? And by the way, there is uh, Ohio House Bill 245, which I think was uh, – Created by State Representative King, Angela King, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize, just going from the top of my mind. Uh, But that bill would outlaw establishments like this, would it not? Yeah, that's not really the issue. The issue is that they're violating the code, and the petition uh, just clarifies that the the city has actually already said they're violating the code. We have that in writing from the city, and they're just not enforcing it. So they're hoping that by changing the code to make it more clear that they'll be more likely to enforce it. Why are they not enforcing it? When the laws are on the books, and I know I'm asking you to step into the mindset or the law enforcement role here, and, and maybe that's a bit rhetorical, but why are they not enforcing the law? I'll let Devin answer that. She knows. Well, well, I, I think it's actually an easy question um, to answer. Um, fear, I think, public backlash. Um, the LGBTQ community um, has quite a pushback against anything that they deem at harming, uh, I think, their agenda. The, the email, which we received through a public information request from our executive office at the city, says, quote, they will not enforce the ordinance because it would prompt a, quote, PR nightstorm or nightmare. So they're worried more about so, uh, public relations than they are about, um, I don't know, uh, honoring their constitutional amendment to, to enforce exactly. the law. Well, that's a problem. One that's of the things a that really bothers the petitioners, too, is that there's an, the, the gay bar, that's what they call themselves. I'm not calling it that. It's an olive, it's called the Olive Tree Gay Bar. They actually have an Instagram account, and you can go on it, and you can see pictures of children at the bar and, and watching the, the strip dances. Well, and I, as you were doing this, I was pulling some things up, and it appears they've also had floats in Christmas Day parades or Christmas parades. Um, which would, um, I don't know, expose uh, certain suggestive things to participants in that in that parade. So I can imagine exactly. if you're a parent taking your kid to a, what you believe to be a Christmas parade, which, by the way, Christmas celebrates Jesus Christ, um, and you're going to see a, a drag show performance on a float. That's a little bit concerning. Um, we're almost out of time here. We've got about 35 seconds. Um, what can you tell our listeners? How can they stay apprised of what's going on in this case in Bell Fountain? Um, I'll, I can check back in with you. Um, I don't know of any media that would be covering other than you. Imagine that. <laughs> well, uh, Josh, I know that we'll talk about it offline. Um, the Ohio Press Network will, will likely be uh, looking into this. Uh, but I want to thank uh, Attorney Josh Brown and uh, Devin Palmer. We've never talked before, but thank you for calling in, and thank you for the work that you're doing there in Bell Fountain. Yep. Thank you for shedding light on the issue. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Hey, stay tuned uh, to The Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, let's see. On the other side of this break, we are going to be joined by former Ohio Republican Party Chairman Bob Paduchek, and we're going to talk about the 24 race for the White House, uh, the current political environment, and more. Stay tuned.